Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Wednesday, and it is a special Extreme Rules edition of the Top Sweet Wrestling Podcast, episode 26. Yes, indeed. Today, we're talking about Extreme Rules. We're about to get right on into it. I'm not going to waste any more time. First, I'm going to do a little bit of house cleaning. You can find me on Twitter at OMGCoreyB and at Two Sweet Pod. That's number two, Sweet Pod. And this will be listed on CastBox as well as YouTube. You can find me on YouTube. Just type in the space bar, OMG Corey B. So, we're about to get right on into this extreme rules. I mean, you can call it mild rules, barely extreme rules. You only got like one a match that has a stip on it. Well, two if you count the pre-match. So, I mean, what is going on with that? I have no idea. But we're about to get right on into it. The way I have this set up, I'm going to do the tag matches with the tag matches, the women championship matches with the women championship matches, the mid-card championships with the mid-card championships, and you get it. You get where I'm going with it. I'm going to make it nice and tight where you can keep up with everything. So, first up, we have the pre-show match. We got the New Day versus Sanity, and I got to say, when they had that New Day pancake 4th of July, whatever it was, eating contest, and Sanity interrupted it, I was very excited. I was like, okay, I, this is something I can get behind. The New Day versus Sanity, they are going to tear down the house. I'm very excited for it. So, I mean, leading into this pay-per-view, Sanity has taken some losses, and as for the pay-per-view result, I expect this to be a show-stiller, or a possible show-stiller, and I think it's going to be a fantastic match. So, in the end, I got Sanity picking up the win. They need this a whole lot more than the New Day needs this win. So, I'm very certain that they're going to pick up the win. And I'm very certain that it is going to be a fantastic match. So, moving on, we have Finn Balor versus Constable Corbin. I don't get the build of this feud. I have not been into it, to be quite honest with you. The whole build of this feud is... A big cast versus Daniel Bryan redo. Like, Finn Balor, you're short and you're not tall enough. And, like, and you got Finn Balor just making lame jokes about Corbin. And I'm just not into it. I, I mean, couldn't they have done a better job? Couldn't they have just gone right at, at it? You know, two people that hate each other. So we got a grudge match and let's get it on. I would have been with that. But it is what it is. The build has been what it was. But in the end, as for the match, I don't know if I can say that I'm expecting a show still out of it. I, I expect it to be decent at best. But as for the winner, you have to go with Finn Balor here to pick up the win. I really think he's going to pick up the win here. So we're moving on. I'm going to do the tag team matches. First, we're going to start off with the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus the B, time, B Team. <laughs> Excuse me. What am I on today? This has been a build that I quite honestly have to say that's kind of lost its luster. I thought something I thought something like this was going to go down last month, but it didn't. And this has kind of drug on and drug on. And it's kind of lost its luster. But we had the B-Team doing their impressions of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. I gotta admit, when it started off, it was pretty funny. It, it, to be more specific, it's really funny to see Bo 
doing Bray Wyatt. Because I got a bigger brother, and I, I, for whatever reason, I, I just relate to those guys. It's like those guys are in a rivalry, and Bo is mocking his bigger brother, and I just find that to be so funny. But I like the B team, but at the end of the day, it just feels like they've gotten all of these fluky wins, and it feels like they're just here to get lucky just to lose at the pay-per-view. So as for the match, I expect it to be a viable match. I don't expect it to be a bad match. It's not a thing to where I'm going to not watch or go somewhere else when the match is coming on. I expect it to be a good match, but I think the result is in hand, and that is Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt picking up the victory and retaining the Tag Team Championship titles at Extreme Rules. We'll see what goes on with both teams. I'm interested to see what happens next. Obviously, the Revival should be next in line for a title match. I'm interested to see what happens there. So moving on, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships up on the line. We have Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Kane and Daniel Bryan came back together, reunited some weeks ago. And I got to say, Kane came out and he cleared house and him and Daniel Bryan reunited. And it's like, I know a lot of people loved it. Everybody was excited. And, you know, I was just sitting there like, eh, eh. I don't mind it. I don't hate it whatsoever. But Kane and Daniel Bryan, I mean, I've seen this before. It's not a thing to where it's a huge thing coming back together. Like, say if, say like when The Shield came back together, that was a pretty big thing, even though I wasn't really into them reforming. I gotta admit, it was a pretty huge deal to see The Shield reform again. To see Team Hell No reform again, it's like, eh, okay, whatever. We'll see how it turns out. But they are up against the Bludgeon Brothers. And the Bludgeon Brothers have lost a little bit of steam, if you ask me. But I still like them very much. I think it's going to be a hard-hitting match. Got Daniel Bryan in there. He's going to fly around. And Kane can move around pretty decently still as well. So I expect a really good match here. But as for the result, I got to go with the Bludgeon Brothers here. Because the biggest reason being, SummerSlam is next month. You cannot tell me that Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam will be involved in a tag match with Kane at the second biggest show of the year with his contract coming up in September. Look, you got to get a big match out of Daniel Bryan. We're on the slow build to Daniel Bryan versus The Miz already. So that has to happen at SummerSlam or else WWE has failed us big time. So at the end of the day, the Bludgeon Brothers win here. Maybe the Miz gets involved and causes Team Hell No to victory. And that's how we get on our way to Daniel Bryan and the Miz. I don't know. But at the end of the day, the Bludgeon Brothers will win. So moving on, we have the Steel Cage match. Brian Strowman versus Kevin Owens. And this build right here, I got to say, wimpy Kevin Owens just doesn't do it for me. I don't know if it's just me. Or whatever, or maybe I'm just being too hard on the situation. But like I said on my raw review, I want the Kevin Owens back that was power bombing Machine Gun Kelly off the stage. Give me that guy back, the deranged psycho prize fighter that's just crazy like this because he has to do it for his family. I want that character back. That was interesting. That was the Kevin Owens where I was like, okay, this guy could be. The star of the company. He could be the top guy. Not just a guy that's really good, which is what he is right now. He's just a guy that's really good. And they have him playing this wimpy role against Braun Strowman. 
and it's got quite old to be quite honest with you in the build itself first they hate each other and then they're tag partners and then Brian is flipping over a car and then he's pushing Kevin Owens over in a tr uh, porta potty and <laughs> they got they got the porta potty chant going which was pretty funny that was the only thing that was pretty funny about this feud but at, at the end of the day this feels very placeholder and this is kind of a pay-per-view that feels very placeholder and this is just something to get Braun Strowman over to SummerSlam or to whenever he cashes in the briefcase. So at the end of the day, Braun Strowman is going to win this match. He has to win this match. And Kevin Owens has to lose here because Braun Strowman can't afford to lose this match. Kevin Owens can't afford to lose this match. And Braun Strowman is just going to get the win here. They have given him the monster push. We're just waiting for him to cash in. Hopefully on Brock Lesnar. We'll see what happens. Or hopefully on anybody, no matter who has the title. So moving on, we have the women's matches. We have SmackDown Women's Championship, Asuka versus Carmella. And I gotta say, James Ellsworth, look, this build, I guess it is what it is, but... I haven't been interested in James Ellsworth, this whole build. I mean, he is what it is. I don't hate the guy. He's pretty funny, to be quite honest with you. But I want the build to be about Oscar and Carmella. Maybe I'm just too hard there. Maybe it's just the old school in me. But I want the build, the, the build to be about the two women, not James Ellsworth in these matches where he's being a comedy act and... Like, we've, we've had James Ellsworth versus Oscar for this entire build, not Oscar versus Carmella. So, I'm a little bit let down about that. But as for the match overall, I was very confident that Oscar would win last month. And I was very wrong about that. They had Oscar lose. So, I said after that, I was like, Oscar's done. You can't have her lose that match. So, they have her back again in this championship matchup. I really do not see the point at the end of the day to have Oscar lose this match. Carmella has gotten the upper hand. She's got the upper hand on the go-home show. She's gotten the upper, upper hand for months now. So Oscar should be your winner in this match. I don't exactly expect this one to steal the show, but they have to make the right decision at the end of the day because SummerSlam is around the corner and Oscar versus... Anybody would be a really good match, even though her time is up and her time to catch that magical feeling that we had about her, that aura that she had, it's gone, but they still can put the title on her and have a good match against a Becky Lynch or whomever at SummerSlam. So moving on, we have the women's championship match. We have Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. And where do I even start? I mean, I can start with Nia Jax. She is, like I said months ago, she's the female Big Show. Like, they're turning their face. They're turning their heel. They're turning their face. Heel, and, like, she's back to me in the face again. Like, how do you expect me to respond to her when I don't even know if she's a face or a heel in this field? So, as I mentioned before, with Oscar facing off with James Ellsworth, this field has been very much about the friends in this field. Like Mickey James is and is Alexa Bliss's friend and Ronda Rousey's friend Natalia has been teaming with Nia Jax and it's been about them being in the feud. And there's been a little bit more of a personal element to this women's championship feud than the SmackDown women's championship feud, to which I can very much appreciate. 
but at the end of the day, it's Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. We just saw this at WrestleMania, and how much interest should we have in this match? This is another placeholder match, in my opinion. Obviously, Ronda Rousey is around the corner, and the match to which they've been up is Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. Ronda Rousey is going to be there at ringside. I expect Ronda Rousey to somehow get involved in this match and cause the loss for Nia Jax. Alexa Bliss picks up the victory here, and we move on to Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. So moving on, we're going to get to the mid-current titles. First up, we have the United States Championship match, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This match was supposed to go down on a SmackDown, but Shinsuke was bitten by a dog and had to be out for weeks. That dog on Roman Reigns needs to chill out. But to the match, we saw Shinsuke back on his most recent episode of SmackDown. He faced off with AJ Styles. They were calling that a WrestleMania rematch like they haven't had rematch after rematch after rematch. So we had that match. That turned into a tag team match. And it was a fairly decent tag team match. And we're on the road now to Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. It hasn't been a long road whatsoever. A short road, to be quite honest with you. But we're here. And what I do expect is a phenomenal match. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. It's not a dream match. You can't exactly call it a dream match. But it's at the range to where it's like... Man, I never thought I'd see Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke Nakamura in the ring facing off together for the United States Championship. So it's something that I'm very interested in, despite the lack of build that we have had throughout this build into this match. I'm very interested in it. I expect a good match. At the end of the day, look, you gotta have Nakamura win sometime. He's in the Oscar position. His aura is gone. Like, when he came out on this most recent episode of SmackDown, it was like... Man, what happened to Shinsuke, man? And it's like his R is just not there anymore. So, you got to have him win sometime. And this is the match where he will win. He will pick up the United States Championship. And it'll be interesting to see what match they have slated for SummerSlam. Because on the SmackDown side of things, they can put on some absolute bangers for SummerSlam. I'm talking about the, the card from the SmackDown side could be filled with ridiculous matches and it'll be interesting to see who faces off with Shinsuke Nakamura at SummerSlam for the United States Championship as he picks up the title in this match so moving on we have the 30 minute Iron Man match for the Intercontinental Championship Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler and I gotta say that weeks ago I called for a 30 minute Iron Man match to close this feud and I was quite happy to see that they are indeed going with a 30-minute Iron Man match. Now, from my perspective, a true Iron Man match is 60 minutes. That's an Iron Man match. Our Iron Man match is 60 minutes, not 30 minutes. But it is what it is. It's 30 minutes here. We had the build. I with Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. I was quite shocked when Seth Rollins lost that title against Dolph Ziggler in the open title challenge. And it was a shocking move, and I was sitting there like, man, okay, where are they going to go with this? Is this going to just be one fluky thing where Dolph Ziggler picks up the win and loses it the next week? We're going to see. But I got to say, throughout this build, I've been quite interested. I don't like the fact that it has involved Roman Reigns because not from the fact that I hate Roman Reigns, but the guy is already involved in another feud, so why involve Roman Reigns from the start? 
But overall, with Drew McIntyre getting involved, we got the Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre match on the on the most recent episode of Monday Night Raw, and that one was a banker. I really much enjoyed that one too. Dolph Ziggler got involved, and Drew McIntyre picked up the win, and he will be at ringside Sunday night for the Iron Man match. So we'll see how that plays out. But at the end of the day, this match is going to be the match of the night. I don't think there's anything close that will touch this 30-minute Iron Man match. Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler had a banger on Raw for the title. So, and, a, and they had a banger the next week. So, this is going to be a phenomenal match. going to be, it could be. I'm not going to say going to, it could be. Match of the year territory. We'll see how it all plays out. But at the end of the day, this might be the toughest match of the night to predict. Because you're looking at SummerSlam with these picks. And to me, the obvious choice would be to have Seth Rollins face off with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. But in my heart, I really do not believe that they're going to go there. So at the end of the day, I really think that Seth Rollins is going to retain here. Pick back up the Intercontinental Championship. And to be quite honest with you, I have no idea what he's going to do at SummerSlam if it's not Brock Lesnar. And it's not going to be Brock Lesnar if he picks up the Intercontinental Championship. So maybe they roll back with Ziggler. Maybe they roll back with McIntyre. Maybe Dean Ambrose gets involved in some shape or form. We'll see what happens at SummerSlam. But as for this match, I think Seth Rollins will pick up the victory. So we're almost to the end of this. And we're going to get down to the final matches. It looks like. And don't get me started here about how angry I'm going to get. But it looks like Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley is going to main event at Extreme Rules. So, look, I have a very simple problem with this. And the problem I have with it, I have many problems with it. The problem I have most of all is that the WWE Championship, you're really crapping all over the championship if you don't put it in the main event. And not only are you crapping on the championship, look, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley, there are no stipulations involved. It's just a grudge match. Like, at the least, if it's going to main event, now I could be wrong about that. Maybe it doesn't main event. We'll see. If it's going to main event, you should have put a stip on it, and you should have at least made it for the number one contendership heading into SummerSlam. If these, if one of these two are going to face Brock Lesnar, you should have made it the number one contendership. At least do something with the match. It is extreme rules. Make it an extreme rules match. Do something. But as for this build overall, I'm off of that. As for this build overall, I got to say, I, I haven't been into it for the most part because Roman Reigns has been back and forth with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, and he's in this feud, and... They have him come out and complain about being an uncrowned championship or whatever. And I got to say, that when they have him call him Bob, I'm just not into that. That's Bobby Lashley. This dude is legitimate. He's the walking Armageddon. He was the walking Armageddon in TNA. He should be that in WWE. But overall, as it pertains to Bobby Lashley, I have not really liked him in this role. They don't. Like, I guess it's the scripted promos with Bobby Lashley that gets him, that he, he just does not look like the guy that he was in Impact Wrestling. But I will say this much about these two guys. The very last week of this build, they kept it 
very simple with both of them. They had them both be angry, and guess what? It worked. Because Roman Reigns, when he doesn't talk a whole lot, and when he's just mad, he's entertaining. It works for him. When Bobby Lashley is ticked off, and they keep it keep it simple with him and his promos, it works because Bobby Lashley is legitimate. He is an MMA guy that will tear anybody, including Brock Lesnar, apart. You can really believe that. He's legitimately believable that he's the toughest guy on the WWE roster. So when you keep him at the standpoint to where he just wants to rip anybody apart limb by limb, much like they did in Impact Wrestling, the guy becomes believable and he becomes entertaining. Now, as for the fight, the pull-apart brawl that took place on Monday Night Raw, I gotta say I'm sick of those. Like the tired one man beats ten men. As I said in my Monday Night Raw review, the one man comes over ten men to get to the other man. Pull-apart brawls are kind of old. Now it was fairly decent, but it went on. The problem with it was that it went on for way too long, way, way, way too long. But as for this match overall, look, I have no idea what's gonna happen. Now, I know I have my result, but as for the crowd response, like, you know how these Roman Reigns matches have gone? I've called how they would have gone with Jinder Mahal and with Brock Lesnar. I knew what the crowd was going to do. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what the crowd is going to do in this match, but you know the crowd, there's a vocal, vocal, I won't even say minority, there's a vocal majority that does not like Roman Reigns and the way that they're building Roman Reigns, and they have valid points. So the crowd is going to be heard here. Now, will they crap on the match like Mahal and Lesnar? I don't know because Lashley is in this and they did a horrible job with Lashley and the Bobby Lashley sisters thing. He's lost a bit of momentum there. Not even a bit, a ton of momentum. So it's questionable as to if the crowd will get behind him. We'll see. I really hope that they put forward a hard hitting Haas match. That is what I'm looking forward to. If they want to have any type of success with Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns, just let them throw each other around and beat the crap out of each other. That would be a great match. That's why we need a stipulation to it. But as for the result, overall, I may shock you here, but I think they're going to go with Lashley. That's going to be my out-of-the-box pick here. I think they're going to go with Bobby Lashley for the shock element. And I don't know what that means heading forward for, for SummerSlam. I don't know if they still throw Roman Reigns in there anyways. But as for this pick, I'm going to stand out on the limb and pick Bobby Lashley to win here. So we have one match remaining. That is the WWE Championship match, AJ Styles versus Rusev. I got to say, how we got here was just the most shocking thing. Probably not the most shocking thing, but quite a big shocker because... I never expected Rusev to win that gauntlet match. Like, when it got down to Rusev and the Miz, I was just sitting there, and I was like, man, if they have Rusev win this match, I'm going to lose my mind. Lose my everlasting mind, and I did when Rusev got that win. I blew up. So, this is a placeholder pay-per-view. This feels like a placeholder match, but I got to say, the build, I've enjoyed it very much. They've let Rusev talk for once. This is the guy that I've seen for months on Up, Up, Down, Down that just has a... Huge personality, a funny personality. For once, they let him talk throughout the majority of a feud, not have Aiden English talk for him. Not that I have anything against Aiden English, but Rusev is a great personality, and it needs to be shown on TV. And they've done it throughout the build to this feud, and they've done an excellent job in doing so. So, I've been excited with this build. 
I'm looking forward to this match. AJ Styles is going to bring it. Rusev is going to bring it. It's going to be a phenomenal match. Could be the second best match of the night, third best match of the night, somewhere in there. I'm very much looking forward to it. But as for the result, I don't think it's in any question whatsoever. I think AJ Styles is going to pick up the victory here. He's going to head off to SummerSlam for a big match to which... I mean, hey, the only conceivable match here is AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe at SummerSlam. If I'm thinking about it right now, Nakamura's out. Daniel Bryan, I think, is going to be with The Miz. So, it has to be Samoa Joe. I think it's going to be AJ Styles and Samoa Joe versus Samoa Joe at SummerSlam as he picks up the victory here at Extreme Rules. I hope they do something meaningful with Rusev as well. So, that's the end of this Extreme Rules preview and predictions. I had a fun time. Tell me what you think about Extreme Rules, either on YouTube or Twitter. Hit me up at OMGCoreB and at 2SweetPod. Let me know what you think.